guys, we're back for another exciting episode of the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play, and I'm excited for tonight's guest for a couple of reasons. One, I've been talking to this guy on Twitter for I don't know how long, and finally, after basically just asking for him to follow me, he did a couple of weeks ago. So excited to finally have have that between him and I. But tonight's guest is Jeremy Schilling, and we're going to talk about PGA Magazine. He's a contributor for the magazine, but he's also got a lot of stuff going on. He's got a podcast that I'm excited to learn more about. And before we went live, he was telling me what he does during the day. And I'm glad that he has that podcast to come home to because I couldn't imagine doing what he does during the day. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So we're just going to jump right into it. Tonight's episode of the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play is presented by Eat Sleep Golf. And pretend that you and I don't know each other and just give me an elevator pitch of who you are and what you do. And welcome to the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play. First of all, thank you, Ricky. Second of all, uh, half the time I don't I, I don't realize that I'm not following people who I talk to all the time. It, it, it's bad of me. It's annoying. Um, it's something that I'm trying to improve on and get better on because literally I don't realize that um, that I'm not talking to some of the people that I think I'm talking to. So it's it's it's, it's kind of uh, uh, funny. Um, this is my 20, uh, 20th year and 21st season as a golfer. Um, this is my, oh God, I, I've been watching, I, I remember watching golf in, in basically 99 on. Um, so that's almost 20 years in, in the game that way. Um, I have been a devoted watcher, player, follower, four years varsity in high school, uh, didn't play in college, but then moved on and and um, covered it in college. Covered the uh, sorry Quinnipiac uh, men's golf team before they were um, uh, basically dissolved for uh, budgetary reasons. Um, came out of college and uh, well, 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 while in college, I started my blog, which is still up there, jshield.wordpress.com, uh, which was my place where I wrote a lot about golf and moved on to a bunch of random golf sites and then. Since 2012, I've been the um, uh, a, 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 I, a, is slash was since I got this new job in, in uh, healthcare back in May, a fantasy writer for Rotowire, uh, the fantasy sports website. And then uh, I've been a contributor to the PGA Best Practices newsletter, which is run by PGA Magazine. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that uh, shortly. And then um, I took my college radio show, Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling, which started September 24th of 2007. And I took it to the web after college, first for the fine folks over at uh, Blog Talk Radio, and then second, and most recently for Podbean for just hosting uh, purposes. And it's up on iTunes, just like this podcast is. Uh, just search Teeing It Up in, uh, in, in your podcast app. And that's uh, where we've been for 10 years talking all sorts of things from music to sports to life to golf to everything in between. So that's kind of been my, my, my life and golf for me. Uh, if my name, Jeremy Schilling sounds familiar, that may, that may be for some of your watchers, listeners, readers, uh, that back in Mar, uh, back in uh, May, uh, I was lucky enough to have a post of mine, um, that I wrote for Alan Shipnuck's knockdown uh, vertical on SI.com and golf.com run about what it was like to meet Tiger Woods back in March. Um, and it just happened to run four days after his uh, DUI. So um, 
some of you may know me from that. Um, We're not going to talk and, about his DM. And, and, and then there's people fan, like you. So. Uh, sorry, say that again? So we're not going to talk about his DUI. That's that's behind him now. He's paid his yes, first yes, $50 thankfully. fine. Yeah. Thankfully, especially after this uh, uh, plea deal. It uh, hopefully is uh, behind him now. Well, hey, I'm excited to learn more. you got a lot of things going on. you got a lot of stuff in the game of golf. I mean, you're talking about your podcast. I'll make sure I link to your website and the podcast is in the description below so people at home can see that. I'm going to subscribe to the podcast because I have to be honest. I knew you had one, but I didn't know it was that long running and that you talked about more than just golf. Like you said, the word music, and I got is equally excited. But the word this, even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't call your podcast. you, and, and you failed to to listen to the institution that is teeing it up with Jeremy Schilling. So we are clearly even. we have a problem here, which which will be solved. And by the way, there will be a new episode of Teeing It Up up tomorrow. Uh, Ryan Ballinger and I, uh, the uh, fellow golf blogger, talking about tiger and this return and is it too soon and a bunch of other golf related things it's well that's exciting ryan's actually been on this show before so that's fun he's a great me. guy yeah he he's, is he's he a really great, is. great guy well how did you get involved with pga magazine just i mean you're a contrarian writer so. with PGA magazine. it actually comes back full circle to the fact that i failed to follow you because um i did follow the pga championship and back in august of 2011 uh, the PGA magazine, uh, sorry, PGA championship hired social media reporters and being two years out of, uh, sorry, one year out of school, I would have loved that job. And I didn't know how those jobs existed. I, I didn't realize there was a social media reporter job on the PGA championships, Twitter feed. Um, th this was all new to me. So I basically sent a bunch of direct messages to these, to these people wondering how the heck did you get this gig? And I was very lucky to come in contact with a guy named Sean Fairholm. Uh, who was a PGM student at NC State. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been doing some stuff for this thing, PGA Magazine in Philly. You should, you know, talk to them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 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 by the way, I'm in Jersey. Uh, PGA Magazine is, is, is a headquarter out of Philly. And we got, and he forwarded me to his boss. Um, and then his boss, you know, sat me down, interviewed me. And I have literally been doing a bunch of stuff that does not include my name on it ever since. <laughs> um, I think of PGA Magazine like Coke, okay, Coca-Cola. Thanks Coca -Cola. for clarifying that. <laughs> what? Thanks for clarifying that. Yes, yes. Sorry, not cocaine. No, they would not be in existence <laughs> if, 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 it anything, if it had anything to do with cocaine. Um, PGA Magazine, um, uh, Coke has various brands that it makes, right? That are not Coca-Cola. They have other drinks that that down there in uh, Georgia they make. PGA Magazine is many things. It's a physical magazine. The physical magazine is for is from golf professionals to golf professionals. This is not something you can walk into a store or or and buy. Back when there were bookstores that sold magazines like this beyond Barnes and Noble um, or or uh, purchase on Amazon. I don't think we're on Amazon. Um, it is for professionals by professionals. It's basically to the golf pro. How do you make your business better? Here's some new training aids. Here's some new teaching ideas. Here's some interesting articles you may be interested in, etc. I think I counted last year. There's like 16 different tentacles underneath PGA Magazine. They bought the Golf Range magazine, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's for range operators across the country. 
Um, they have newsletters, merchandise newsletters, um, various marketing materials. They 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 produce. They don't um, they don't write or 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 um, or are in charge of, but they um, are the physical producers of the. Uh, of uh, sorry, Metropolitan Golf Magazine, which is put out by the Met section. Uh, 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 sorry, by the MGA, which is the Metropolitan Golf Association, which is basically headquartered in uh, Westchester County, New York. Um, uh, you you may have seen some media members get the Met Golfer Award or Met Lifetime Achievement Award. That's from that organization. The Met Open, which has been won by a whole bunch of guys, name guys, including Johnson Wagner, but guys who have won on the PGA Tour. I don't have that. Um, list in front of me. Um, they produce that magazine and a whole bunch of other things. One of the things they produce is called PGA Best Practices, and the other is Golf Range Best Practices. And just like a best business practice, just like I deal with in the medical world now every day, these are business practices from professionals to professionals. Sharing is encouraged um, to better your bottom line. And there's multiple categories from teaching to uh, tournament and outings to travel to women in golf to player development all down the line and we call and email golf pros all 29,000 of them across the uh, uh, um, across this great country and we haggle them <laughs> and have them talk to us and uh, we, we put out six of these newsletters a week they're posted on pjmagazine.com unfortunately for you your watchers and listeners who are not pga pros they are behind a paywall um, <laughs> And uh, uh, they're also sent via email newsletter. That's cool. And if you ever and want I've to written, bug our pros at Tiburon, just let me know. I'll give you their phone numbers. I mean, bug, bug I away. I to look up before this um, who are the pros. I think I may have talked to one of your guys. Well, Tyler Clawson is our head golf professional. And then Corey Schaub is our assistant golf professional. Um, we have Chad Nigro is our director of golf. We've got a pretty good team here in Naples. So, Yeah, so um, – I uh, have been lucky uh, to write over 300 of them and talk to many more people who just have not had the time at the moment uh, to do them. And then golf range is the same thing. It's just not with uh, PGA pros. It's with range operators, uh, merchandisers, um, you know, people like that. And, and it's been really interesting because being from Jersey, um, you get – that there's some great golf in the whole New York, New Jersey area. And um, you can kind of get um, caught up in, in what you know and how you think things are run. I'm also blessed to have grown up on public golf courses because there's some great public golf courses in this area. I'm a public golf guy. Um, and I knew nothing about how country clubs worked or private golf clubs worked or resorts worked basically besides the resorts that I visited as a uh, paying customer. So it's been a real education in how the golf industry works. Um, and it's a real um, testament to the importance of business of, of good best practices, and no matter what industry you're in, um, whether it's golf or healthcare or business or whatever it is, good business practices make a whole lot of difference. And that's something which I've learned uh, from doing this um, these sets of articles over the last uh, five and a half years. 
Now, not just PJ Magazine and the stuff that you're doing there, Rotowire. I know nothing about that. What is that and how did you get involved and what are you doing? All right, so there's something called Fantasy Golf. You've probably seen the ads for it while watching PGA Tour events. Um, fantasy Golf is weird. I'll fully admit it. It's weird. It's just not what you think of when it comes to fantasy sports. There's multiple ways of playing um, fantasy golf. I'm going to try this, see if it works. Uh, the PGA Tour has two fantasy games. Um, and, and, and by the way, Rotowire has no direct connection to the PGA Tour, um, but I've talked to a lot of people in PGA Tour communications looking for clarifications on things. Uh, this is where you pick four golfers and two backups for your team every week. And then you can sub out after every round and one and done is like the survivor leagues you see for football. Um, which is you pick one guy for the week and then you can't use that guy the rest of the year. So you better pick wisely. Um, you gotta be very smart and you gotta, it, it, it speaks to knowing depth. It speaks to knowing, you know, for people like you, Nick Taylor, you guys obviously knew Nick Taylor was something a couple of years ago when he won Sanderson Farms. But um, you got to know the depth. You got to know the guys coming off the web.com tour. And that's a segue into what I did for them. Uh, I did basically three things. I wrote the updates on what people did every week. You know, um, Adam Scott finished T4. This is his second straight top five, of, you know, uh, top five finish. And he's trending nicely towards Augusta. Okay, that's nice. I would write though articles about guys on the reshuffle list, which is the web.com tour graduates, um, both the regular season guys and the finals money list guys. Um, and I would also, um, while uh, doing that, write um, stats stuff, just all kinds of stats related articles and, and stuff and, and go from there. So. And that's what I did for Rotowire, and it really teaches you the depths of the tours uh, from, you know, um, relative no names to the big guys. And fantasy golf is more popular than you think. I've gotten a whole bunch of hate mail about it. Um, no, seriously. Yeah. Uh, I, I, oh, my housemates heard that and they laughed. No, um, you will get hate mail and hate tweets and hate things and hate comments from people who don't like your picks or if, you know, some list you promised is late or whatever. And this dovetails into the most bizarre golf experience I have ever had in my life. Are you ready for it? I, yeah. 2015. Puerto Rico Open goes to a five-man playoff. Uh, one of the people in it was Sam Saunders, Arnie's grandson. The playoff was eventually won by Alex Cheka. But um, the opposite field events, most of them are not shown live on Golf Channel because NBC, uh, Golf Channel, and the PGA Tour do not want opposite field events airing live on live on us television at the same time that they're that uh, uh, at the same time that the main event is also live on air we um which is understandable golf channel though streams that covers live and then airs it later on tape so i'm watching this a because i'm addicted and watch way too golf i watch way too much golf every week and b um 
and and B, I was fascinated by this and so wanted to see Sam win for Arnie. So I start live tweeting it, and I tend to live tweet a fair amount of golf every week. And I'm picking up followers by the droves on Twitter. Just every tweet and response that I give, five followers, six followers, seven followers. The playoff ends. I start scrolling through going, who the heck are these people? Where did they come from? And why are they suddenly following me? Any guesses? I, I mean, I would have to think fans of the people that you're covering, but I don't know. Nope. Gamblers in the UK, Ireland, and Scotland. <laughs> That's pretty good. And I now, every time a PGA Tour event is on tape delay, because what happens is those those opposite field events either never air on Sky Sports overseas, or they air at like some ungodly hour. Um, and I became a resource for all these poor souls who gambling their life's winnings away. Um, literally last year, I had somebody send me the receipt of their gambling uh check thing so they placed the bet and they sent me the thing showing like how much money they had on the line and the guy literally said to me like my family dinner got ruined because so and so lost i forget who it was like these are that's your fault like that's your fault yes these are degenerates but this is the group of people that cares about fantasy golf coverage because they spend it on gambling money and their picks and 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 their bets it's it's I go from helping your average facility like Tiburon get more, you know, shop sales, rounds played, lessons, et cetera. And I go from that to why, you know, Daniel Summerhays is a nice pick this week. And maybe I can change some guy's life and win them like 1,200 pounds or something. I, it's bizarre, Ricky. It's, it's really bizarre. That's awesome. Now let's go to another thing that you do, the podcast that you said yeah. just a few minutes ago that it's 10 years long. I mean, you're involved in a lot of stuff. So talk about that. What is it? How'd you get started? What do you talk about? What do you cover? Well, I was a broadcast journalism major in college and um, I obviously needed to have a career after college. <laughs> so uh, what they recommend when you're a, you know, some kind of communications major is that you uh, work and work and do a bunch of things. You write, you work for the TV station, you work for the student run radio station, etc. And I found this niche in radio, hosting my show, um, teeing it up with Jeremy Schilling, nice name. Um, and uh, it was not a golf show, but it was a sports show. And I would just would gather my friends and people around campus. I wound up having uh, professors on, the assistant AD came on. Uh, I believe the AD came on during the Northeast Conference Championship game preview, uh, a pregame show that I hosted uh, back in 2010. Anyway, and I, I just enjoyed doing it. And it was college. It wasn't pure radio. It wasn't great. It wasn't fantastic stuff. But, but it was something and it was entertaining and people liked it. And I recorded two rap songs as my intro from um, with my buddy who's a rapper. And, 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 you know, so we had some fun with it. And then I, I graduated in 2010. And about a month later, I was just longing for it. I missed it. So I started it up again. And uh, I just basically mixed in those people, um, random people. 
uh, I call them my Twitter friends, the Ryan Ballingers of the world. And I've occasionally branched out into more name brand uh, people, um, whether it's Richard Deitch from SI, um, whether uh, um, whether it's CBS Sports Golf's Amanda Balionis uh, this past year. Um, I've been lucky enough to have Thomas Pagel, the assistant, uh, 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 sorry, senior director of rules for the United States Golf Association on the show twice, um, which is very kind of him. And trust me, he'll be back in 2019 when, we, when the whole rules modernization happens. Um, and we just have some fun with it and we talk and it's freewheeling and I don't script a lot. And uh, I, I, I'm not a gotcha radio guy. I'm not going to interrogate you. Um, I'm just going to talk. And just like this, we're just going to talk, you're going to talk, I'm going to talk. And that's how I've done this show for all these years now. I've had, I've had, I think half the editorial, no, like a a quarter of the editorial staff from Golf Digest on my podcast, which is kind of bizarre. Um, So, you know, you you make Twitter friends and you have them on and and obviously you'll be on down the line on teeing it up. And, and, and um, that's what I do. And it's, Zen for me is watching golf on television. I'm like, I, you know, there's a lot of people who play and can't stand to watch it. There's people who, yeah, you've said to me many times, I, I think your line is unless Tiger's involved, I'm not watching. Bingo. If he's not in the field, I'm not watching. But you realize what we've had this year, right? We've hmm. had the ascension of a megastar in Justin Thomas. We've had uh, just that big, Finally, at long last, at at, at, at at long last, as Jim Nance said for Sergio moment, Boris Kepka just overpowered Aaron Hills on Sunday, and Jordan Spieth had the wherewithal to remember that you can take a drop on drop on a driving range if it's in bounds at Birkdale. None of that enthused you, but the could, but but could not but, care less. You could not care less. Okay, hold on, this fascinates me. And it's not my podcast, but sorry, I'm just on a tangent now. <laughs> is this because you work in golf and because when you get home, you are golfed out? No, not at all. Golfed out is not possible. Okay, golfed out is not possible. You love playing the game, right? Yep. But you cannot stand to watch it unless Eldrick Tiger Woods, the 41-year-old who will come back now in a month, is participating. If he's not in the field, I don't care. And I would rather watch Tiger shoot 84 than to watch Justin Thomas shoot 63. Like, I could not care less. So you loved Tory and Dubai just for the fact that he was in the field with Joey on the bag. Bingo. If he is okay. playing and he is on TV, I am watching. That's interesting. Okay, this will be a nice topic for your appearance. And when he retires, when that happens, I mean, he's not going to go play the Champions Tour. He's not going to do right, a hard right. line thing. Not going to hit Augusta, you know, honorary tee shots. Like, that's not his thing, right? I don't I know what I'll will. do. I, I, I won't I watch team. I think he's come around. What he has hinted at is that Jason Day said to him um, a couple of years ago, you know, I think the reason why people don't come to you for advice more, because he's obviously been – um, kind of Jason's mentor. The, the, the reason why I don't think people come to you is that you've never seemed open to it. And suddenly the floodgates have opened and he's become a mentor figure for these guys. JT plus Ricky are having chipping contests in his backyard abode. Um, and I think that you may see this ceremonial role. You know, he hosts two events, Hero and uh, the uh, Genesis Open. So maybe you see it. 
I, um, I actually think there is a better chance now more than five years ago that you will see Tiger in an honorary starting role at Augusta come see Nance's last Masters will be the hundredth, which is twenty thirty six. I think by twenty twenty five you'll see Tiger doing ceremonial T shots at Augusta. Uh, I don't know. You heard it here first, but I don't think so. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that. We'll talk about that longer when we have more time because yes. we're I almost out of time. Yeah. I've only got like 47 more questions. So what I'm going to hope to do is send these questions to you via email and you can answer them and we'll put them in the description below. But I got one more before we you, jump to the back nine. You got it. Golf week, golf digest. Like, are you trying to get to where you're writing for a bigger publication? Is that, you know, a bucket list thing for you or a next step um, for you or just what happens happens? How do I answer that? Um, this answer would have been different three years ago. Everybody in life has moments where they need to get their priorities straight and get everything in a row, everything in a line. And while healthcare is not something that I openly wanted or opined for, um, for you know, back years ago, it's given me a level of stability that that because of other things going on in my life is nice to have. Um, would I love? to work for Golf Digest and 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 I sit inside One World Trade all day. Sure. Is it am I going to be disappointed if that path doesn't come my way? No. I think there's ways for me to fulfill what I love to do in terms of content creation or, or various other things in other ways um, and keep my hand in the golf industry and uh, keep you know keep doing what I'm doing. Um, without going down that golf week golf digest route and, and 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 let's be frank for a second here ricky i don't know what these magazines are going to look like down the line it, it, it's a sad state where we're losing these publications um you know golf week used to be weekly now it's monthly um you wonder what the Condé Nast various financial issues will, will mean for golf digest golf world obviously no longer is in a physical form um you know, you guys at Tiburon have had to adjust how you promote yourselves and market yourselves and and go about your your daily business in the same way that we as a um, golf magazine industry has had to rejiggle how we go about things. And that's why you get clickbait articles and nine things you should notice about this picture and wags and all this other stuff. I think you see it go digital. Global Golf Post has been digital from the beginning, and I think yeah. you see more of that. And I, I love Global Golf Post and just the, the quality of the content. It's short. It's quick hitting. I can read it in 15 minutes. And I think that's what I'm going to see the, the transition into the future. I mean, golf, golf Week is not Golf Month, and it's a monthly publication. So yeah. I think you're going to see more and more digital. And go you can tell Golf Digest is trying because you'll see things like drink recipes and interviews with, you know, it's, it's a different magazine today than it was 15 years ago, even five oh, years and ago. That's, and that's I mean, what you have to do. You have to adapt. You have to maneuver yourself to be the best you can in the marketplace. Um, it's an interesting exhibition in how do you keep your brand to its core, but at the same time attract more people. That's what, it, and Digest has done that with the loop and everything that they're trying to do there. Um, with the hiring of, I think it's uh, Christopher Powers, I, I, I think is his name, to, to try to expand this brand concept. I will tell you, I read an article today. I haven't read an article in a Golf Digest in four years. 
And I read one today. I was like, I'm just going to read. I read the first one. It was awesome. It was one pager. It was quick to read. It was, and I, I didn't share it anywhere, but I wanted to. But I'm thinking about it, and I, I remember the article, and it was just, it was about this guy that was getting out of his apparel contract because of what he made for clothes that he didn't like the look of, that didn't fit well, and it was just different perspective. And then I read an interview with Butch Harmon, and just it was, I'm going to read the entire magazine front to back and just see what what it's like contextually and. I just, I wonder though, couldn't that be just as easily have done in a digital format that it hits my inbox every, every third Monday or something, you know, like just. Number one, I, I think you can using the newsstand app or whatever the current version is of, of that, get your magazine on your tablet, smartphone, computer. Secondly, you got to remember demographics here. The demographic of you and I that loves this stuff digital is not the same demographic. Um, and that's why it's still in print. Right, and, that, and, that, and, and, and their subscriber base is big enough that they can support that kind of a publication at the moment. How long that goes uh, down the line, who, you know, who, who knows? Um, one super fast golf digest story. I've been an, a, a subscriber almost since the beginning of my golf love in 97, so long that it's in my mom's name. Her credit card, she got it for a nine-year-old at the time, Jeremy. Uh, and it's in my mom's name. Still, That's awesome. they've not switched the name from the actual, from the former payer to the current payer reader. <laughs> It'd be even funnier if she was still paying the bill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I we are out of time, but I've got one more question because the team at Eastleep Golf does such a good job with sending questions, and I almost thought that I wasn't even going to write my own questions tonight because they broke it down into categories. That's how many oh, questions they asked. But who is the I'm most doing a heck of a job? <laughs> Who is the most underrated tour player right now, in your opinion? Wow, that's a good question. I'll give you, uh, I'll throw out a couple things. Bud Cauley is on a list of guys who have gotten their tour card without Q School and without what's now the web.com tour. It's got Tiger and Phil and a bunch of big names on it. He, he, he tours Labrum in his shoulder, and that's what set him back about a year plus, but Bud Cauley is going to win on the PGA Tour and is going to take this world by storm. He's a part of that Alabama team that Justin Thomas was on. Um, he is prolific. And the second is Aaron Wise. He's a rookie on the PGA Tour. If that name sounds familiar, he was the NCAA individual champion last year at home um, when the University of Oregon won in Oregon, the NCAA title live on Golf Channel. And that's where I think you, and, and that's somebody who's got a world of talent. And if you can find his footing, which is so tough for rookies because of not knowing when you're getting in and, and new golf courses and, and trying to find your way, if he can get his footing fast, Aaron Wise is going to win and win a bunch, which is a relative term in the post-Tiger era, but win a bunch in um, on tour once he gets his footing. Yeah, that's a good answer. Now, before I let you go, we have this segment called the Back Nine. It's just nine fun yeah. random questions. But I'm serious. We could seriously talk for the next two hours about golf. Yeah. So I am going to send you an email with all these questions. If you could take time over the next couple of days and answer those, our audience at home will love to read those. And I think you and I are going to stay closely close friends here on Twitter because you're finally following me. Excited <laughs> about that. I'm also yeah. going to persuade you to join and get active into the Google Plus Golf community, which you may not know hit 26,000 members this week. So excited about that. It's just like Facebook, only it's not. 
it's basically <laughs> Google Plus's Facebook, so or Google's Facebook. So I'm gonna I'm gonna force your way into that. So you talk about getting the foot in the door on the PGA Tour. We're gonna put your foot into the door of the Google Plus Golf community. But all that right. all being said, nine questions. Are you ready for your back nine? Yes. What is Let's your favorite it. golf movie? Oh, Tin Cup by far. Oh, and, and, and that's because and that's because the actual CBS golf team is in that movie playing. Um, sorry, playing their actual roles. It is the most realistic golf movie I, I, I've ever seen, except for one caveat. That 18th hole where that whole drama goes down in is in, is, is in real life a long par four. It's not a par five. Ooh, did not know that. That's a little trivia there. Yes. PGA.com has an article about that. So, just, so uh, um, search that and you can find out. I forget where it is, but it's an actual hole, but it's not a par five. Okay. What is your home course? Where do you play the most golf? I, I play my home golf, uh, my most golf between three golf courses, Hominy Hill Golf Course, which has hosted two, uh, sorry, two USGA championships in its lifetime, and the Charleston Springs Golf Complex North and South courses. Very cool. Now, this is not a part of that, but because I'm bringing hashtag the Evan 18 to your neck of the woods, how far are you from Galloway? I'm not that far away from Galloway. How far are we from Galloway? Like what? <laughs> I didn't say you could use a lifeline here. Okay, sorry. Don't say anything, guys. Um, something like that. Well, basically, what I'm going to do is now I'm going to I'm going to have you and and your friends and your golf buddies all play in that event. I haven't unleashed all of the information yet. Registration is not out yet, but you'll okay. make sure to play in that because, well, you're basically a local, so it's going to be it's Stock and Sea View, and we've got two days of golf set up. It's going to be awesome. Oh, and, oh sorry, that, uh, 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 sorry, Galloway, sorry. Um, had, um, I was thinking of the wrong course. It, it, it's like an hour 15, an hour 10. That's even better. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, that's no problem. Yeah, you're playing. Okay. And it's Keep sponsored going. by Eat Sleep Golf, so there you go. There you go. All right, on to, on, on to number three. Let's grab a drink, beer, wine, whiskey. Uh, I can't drink for medical reasons, so it's water all day. Water. All right. But penne vodka is very good. Okay. Who completes your perfect foursome? I knew you guys would answer that. Uh, would ask this question. Tiger, Nance, and Dan Hicks, because because part of me still wants to be a golf announcer. So give me Tiger and then and and then give me the two voices of golf, which you would only know half about uh, um, half about because you kind of never watch golf. I, I know who Jim Nance is though. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what is your favorite PGA Tour event? Uh, all right. Are, are we talking PGA Tour sanctioned? Yes, or, anything or, or do the four majors touches. count? Because obviously, there's nothing like there's nothing like Augusta, and, and, and having been there in twenty uh, twelve myself in person, I can tell you that place is unlike anything else. If we're talking about PGA Tour sanctioned events, I'll give my dad a shout out here uh, for the RBC Heritage Hilton Head. I have been up in that uh, a lighthouse. It's a gorgeous place, cool course, kind of short, tight. I think Tiger might play there as he's got to recalibrate his game now after all these surgeries. Okay. Have you ever had an ace? I know you're a golfer. No, 600, almost 640 rounds. Dad, what is it? I don't think my dad's down here. It's, um, I, 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 I have all my scores in a spreadsheet. Um, That's awesome. We're, we're somewhere near 640. And I, I no, I've not had a, a, 
uh, not had a name. So I've been about this far. Where's the camera? Here we go. Uh, super quick story. I'm playing a private golf course a couple weeks ago. Um, and I'm playing with the assistant pro. So he tells us, hey, step aside, let these guys play through. It's a, it's a uh, par three over water, water's on the left, front pin about 25 paces on, 192 with a four iron, bounce, bounce, roll in, guys, first day. Saw it in person, <laughs> first days I've ever seen in person. That's pretty cool. It now, was, what? It was, we went more nuts than the guy in the group went nuts. I was going to ask how you handle the winters in New Jersey, but because of the number of rounds that you've played, what's your handicap? So my, my handicap's not very good these days. Uh, it, it's around 17, 18, 19, somewhere around there. I've been better. My game, my game, if you gave me all the time in the world just practicing and get my game up, I'm, I'm about a 14 or a 15, and I feel like I have the skill to get down to 11, 12, 13. But, you know, that stuff takes time. It I have does. played, and partly because I played high school golf, and here for high school, that's in the win. Uh, um, that's a, a spring sport, so you got to be ready come February and March for tryouts. I've played in every month of the year. I've played on New Year's Eve. I think I may have played on New Year's Day before. I've played in every month, every condition, in snow. If, if, if a course is open, I've played in it. Basically, I've played in driving wind, sleet, snow, wind heat yeah that's what i don't miss about competitive golf i do not miss having to play in really cold weather or really hot weather now this question has been asked on every episode of the show and be careful how you answer it uh -oh. do you think tiger breaks jack's record why or why not i have said and if my dad's listening he can vouch for this i have um said that Tiger will, uh, I, I said that Tiger will get to 19 majors in the year 2020. Um, if this comeback is successful and he looks like himself and is a competent golfer who's not having to withdraw, I still believe he can do that. But it gets tougher by the day, and I'm not so sure of it anymore. It's sad. I, it's, it's really emotionally sad to see. You've, you've got a guy with everything in the world at his fingertips. And then he gives it all away. And now he's trying to piece it together little by little. And you just hope, 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 hope that this try and this attempt and this, um, that, that the fact that he can actually step foot on that first tee, you know, uh, come next month at Albany and tee it up every round of every time he tries because this gets sadder and sadder by the minute every time he grabs and winces and i fear tech i fear tweets from him i mean now i've become better uh, or, or sorry, he's become better at being more socially active um but before every tweet he issued was a health problem i i like that answer and i honestly think this is his last Go around. He doesn't get to get hurt again. Like it's it. He's too old to get. Yoda hurt thinks it is. Yeah. And come back. And I honestly think that to your point, if he can stay healthy, I don't know if 2020 is feasible, but I think that he can, he could win at Augusta and he could win anywhere in Scotland until he's in his fifties and as ripped as he is at 41. I honestly think I if he stays healthy, I don't think that he, he, doesn't win a major next year. I think he gets one. And I wonder how that interview goes 
when he wins his next tournament, let alone next major. And first of all, he's going to cry. Or he's just all composed and he's like, you know, I played good this week and the putts fell and it feels good to be back in the winner's circle. I think that it can be a little. No, I I think if if you read between the lines, if you listen to Noda, if you read the, the transcripts, between not being able to play with his kids, not being able to sit in a car at, on the carpool line because the bumps of the road were too much on his back, for for being basically you know bedridden and in pain, I think there's a lot of, um, and I won't curse, but you know take that you bleeping doubters. Yeah, that's I think there's going to be a lot of that anger and fist pumps that come out of it. Very much a Pat Perez type retribution. I had a serious, you know, shoulder surgery and I came back from it mode. But I also think you'll get a kind of um, gratefulness for life and gratefulness for this opportunity moment um, that you would not have seen all these years ago. And especially if it's a Steve Sands interview, and especially the 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 report Tiger and Steve have, and especially the way that Steve can go Tom Rinaldi on us occasionally and kind of peer in way deeply. You know, what does this mean for the soul tiger? I think you will see him get very emotional. Well, it's going to be fun to see regardless of what happens. And you're I'm scared. That's my teaser for my podcast tomorrow. I'm not happy with this announcement and you'll hear why tomorrow. It's I'm, 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 I'm scared. I'm very scared about what we're going to see out of Tiger, because this has been a long, slow, sad goodbye. I don't think we want it to end this way. And your final question of your hashtag Wednesday match play is, what's next? You got a lot of things going. You got a lot of irons in the fire. What's next for Jeremy Schilling? What's next? Uh, Besides the fact that I'm recording a podcast tomorrow night at 7 Eastern time, um, what's next is I'm going to go watch World Series Game 7. I have a wedding this weekend. there's a lot of dots on this calendar uh, for things in my schedule. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the answer you wanted, Ricky, but... Uh, Realistic. I can feel you. I can relate to that. Yes. I mean, you're about to go cook. I'm about to go take this shirt off, which I've had on since seven this morning. So, you know, that's, that's what we're doing here on, in, uh, in the world of, of, of teeing it up. That's awesome. Dude, I got so many more questions for you, but I'm going to shoot those to you via email and we'll get you those do that. shared on and, and, and sorry for rambling, but golf has changed my life and made me, you know, partially the man who I am and, 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 and the game means a lot to me and there's a passion and a, and a longing to talk that comes out. And I was working on healthcare compliance documents all day. So this is, I've had some pent-up energy wanting to talk off. I can tell a little bit, but this episode is going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on iTunes, Google Play. It'll be shared all over the place tomorrow. Thank you again for coming on the show. It was great to meet you. Thanks for following me on Twitter. It's about darn time. It's only been a few years coming for that. So I can't thank you enough for being a part of this. I know that you've got a lot of energy and a lot of excitement around the game of golf. And if you ever you know, need a fill-in for your show, I'd be happy to come on and talk golf. But we have to talk Tiger. <laughs> And yes. as always on the hashtag Wednesday Match Plays, you have to remember to eat, sleep, golf. <laughs>